Okay. I know. <clears throat> All right. Hey, it's t- <laughs> Sorry, I'll do it. Welcome to the Top Rope Chef. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Welcome to the Top Rope Chef after Welcome to the Top Rope Chef after show. How are you doing, Brad? That's not it. I'm doing well, Jacqueline. This is a podcast about food and wrestling. <laughs> It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we tried to mix it up and we 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 stumbled because Jacqueline is going on like sixteen hours of being awake or even more. It's more. It's almost. It's a lot. <laughs> it's almost a twenty-four hour shift of being awake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a twenty hour. Actually, twenty hours now. I feel. I've stayed awake for thirty. Going right at the twentieth. I'm going to break my thirty-six record today. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> this was a flop. Can you tell me about your week in food, Jacqueline? I can tell you about my week in food. I tried. You've been cooking a lot at work, I bet. I have. Nothing new and exciting. Oh, okay. Just the staples. <laughs> yeah, just the staples trying to catch up. I have been trying to eat, like, no meat, um, and that is difficult. And yes. yeah, I've been trying to get creative with recipes. We were kind of in a recipe rut doing like the same 12 things all the time. And I mm. tried doing a lot of cauliflower substitutions this week and some worked out. Some were lackluster. I did a pizza casserole. What were the, uh, what, what was the extreme good and what was the extreme Ooh, bad? The, of the, the extreme bad was trying to do a pizza casserole when I can't have cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have known better. I really was craving pizza, and it was uh, not great. It was cauliflower and pizza sauce and uh, Daya cheese, fake cheese, and some mushrooms and onions, and it was, like, really wet and sloppy. Uh, if you'd like to see a review of Daya cheese, you can probably check our YouTube. I'll link that somewhere in here, but I am going to be tasting a lot of non-dairy cheeses and things. That's one of the ones I bought. I haven't had it yet, but it'll be on there by the time this episode's What released. are you going to do with it? It's, I don't know. I think I'm just going to put it on nachos and just just see what would happen. Whatever I would put cheese okay. with. I will tell you this. I will warn you. Yeah. Do not eat it raw. You will never be more upset. Okay. It is not meant to be eaten raw. I'm going to yes, melt it. Absolutely. I'm going to be mel- mel- melting it. Absolutely. I've never had it. I've had it maybe once before on something that you cooked. Maybe. I don't know if you used diet cheese or something else. Maybe. But it looks like cheese. It's like three times more expensive than <laughs> it cheese. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so that means it's three times better, right? Absolutely That's how that works out? not. It is wet. Wet is the word I would use to describe it. Oh, no. It's the hardest thing to give up cheese when trying to do this non-dairy thing. I failed and I have to restart really? at some point. Because I feel like I'm really cheating the system <laughs> because cheese is inescapable. It's so good. It's so good. And it's on like everything that I eat, and I need to just cut it, cut it out of there, and it's, it's difficult. But you, but why though? You're, I mean, you don't have to, so so don't. <laughs> I ate a hamburger without cheese, and I was like, man, this would be good with cheese. <laughs> I still think that every time I make something, like, wow, you know what cheese would go really great on this? Parmesan or cheddar or gouda or anything. <laughs> Literally, any cheese would be better than without cheese. And I have cheated like all the time. 
what was the best cauliflower? The thing? best cauliflower thing was a it was a honey garlic cauliflower, and it was supposed to be like um, or no, I'm sorry, I didn't do the honey garlic one. It was the sesame cauliflower, like sesame chicken, like that uh, Chinese food dish, and you use the cauliflower okay. in place of the chicken, and it turned out really good. I mean, it didn't taste like chicken, but like the flavor of the the flavor of the mm-hmm. sesame sauce and everything, like just kind of overtakes it. So you just need that little bit of texture to go with your stir fry, and it's really good. I think that's ideal. It's just to hide it in something that you wouldn't notice it yes. in anyway. That seems like the thing yes. to do. Yes. I have also tried, not this week, but previous, to make a cauliflower pizza crust in place of um, like a dough, and that failed miserably, and that's like half cheese. Really? I've heard that's like one of the most common things to replace pizza dough with It's really labor-intensive, and I didn't care for it. It's just like, it's it was half cauliflower and half cheese, and I think I didn't press enough of the water out because you have to cook it and then food process it and then smush the water out and then mix it with cheese and egg. And I mean, the flavor was good, but it was just like, it was just wet and sloppy and it wasn't pizza. This is the exact opposite of what I should be doing, <laughs> but I thought I was going to go out in like a blaze of glory. So I started to try to make some pizzas that didn't use mozzarella. Oh. So I made one with brie. <gasps> And then I made one with Havarti. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Plain Havarti? Yes. Yeah. There was a couple different fun flavors of Havarti, but I just bought the basic one. On the one with brie, the recipe that I found was like one of the first ones. Caramelized onion. Shut up. <laughs> pear. Oh my god. And I had like a mango chutney that I got at Trader Joe's that I used as like a sauce. And it was just like this delicious like mango thing. And it was really, really good. I am dying. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just sliced up a bunch of brie. I, you know, oh. had that those pears like tasted so good out of the oven, and then caramelized onion. I just oh like God. let an onion sit in a pan for like twenty minutes to get real translucent and delicious. Had a little bit of red wine vinegar. Yes, mm. I like to put wine when stuff. I caramelize onions. Like just a dash for the pan, a dash for me. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> On the one with Havarti. I can remember what I did with that one. Um, oh, mushroom, tomato, and I put thyme and rosemary in the crust. Ooh, that, that sounds very delicious. Good. Yes, it was like a wild <sighs> garden of delicious flavors in that oh, pizza. my God. Well, I'm just going to have to start eating cheese again because I can't <laughs> handle it. <laughs> oh, you can't eat cheese, though. You get sick. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind it's like okay i just won't have mozzarella or cheddar or like american or like the jump dummy junk yeah. cheeses but that's just sending me down a path of eating more, even more delicious <laughs> cheeses which seems even more dangerous than trying to quit cheese right. yeah. <laughs> oh i won't eat trash i'll just eat gourmet oh gourmet's better than trash oh wow <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, i figure like maybe i wouldn't buy it as much or it's like a little harder yeah. to find but I ended up finding, like, a bag of, like, shredded Gouda, which I'd never seen before in Ooh. the aisles. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> shredded Gouda? <laughs> Why are you around now? So I think, like, cheese is just starting to appear. Like, maybe I'm just dreaming it into life or something. And I, I bet the shredded Gouda was less expensive than the fake cheese, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, for sure. It was $2 Oh, my thing. God. The So we're... Um, I find Daya at it's like five dollars for half a pound. It's so expensive. Five ninety nine at Myers is where I found mine. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
think I also bought a different kind too. I bought two different kinds. But yes. So far the coffee creamers have been the only success. Yeah. What kind did you find? The coconut? Um, I found an, a hazelnut one, and that one's by far the best one. Oh, I think I have that one. I think that's the one that I use. Yeah, it's um, whatever the main silk or whatever. Silk yeah. Almond. Hazelnut. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's a really good one. Would you... I think I made of... I cooked some chilies this week. That's just like some basic stuff. I've been waking up earlier, so breakfast has been happening, which has been wonderful. Taking yourself on some breakfast dates? Breakfast dates? That's what I call it. I always get up an hour before husband and I'll make myself like a pancake breakfast and just like have tea, listen to a podcast and just have a little like self date. <laughs> dates was were the was also something that I put on the Brie and Pear one. Oh my god. I put that dates sounds on that. That was so really good. good. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. That was the missing thing I couldn't think of. And you saying that word just there it is. That's that word. But you have been doing breakfasts. Yes. Omelets. Um, Toast, bagels. Mm. I usually don't have time or want to cook meat in the morning. It just seems too yeah. labor intensive. It does. Typically, like hash browns. It's like worth it if you have the time to like cook up some hash browns. But hash browns take forever. They do, but they're so worth it. I always do. I'll make pancake batter the night before, and then I'll wake up and just do a scoop in a pan. Sometimes I'll cook some eggs with it too if I'm really ravenous. <laughs> I like having quiches because you can kind of just put whatever you have that's like about to expire or go yeah. bad into a quiche and it usually comes out pretty delicious. Yeah, I like those a lot. We do a butternut squash quiche with um, Asiago and leeks in it. And it is, that sounds really good. It is phenomenal. There's a lot of heavy cream in those quiches at work and a lot of cheese, but they're so good. I made a quiche in a toaster oven when I was on a vacation a few weeks ago, and it came out great. It was just like a little round pan that fit like exactly into the toaster oven. It was like a 10 minutes I had a quiche. I was like, this is amazing. Why don't they just market this as the quiche maker? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cooks so much faster in that little toaster oven than it does in your big oven, you know? Yeah. So that brings me to a question I have. Ooh. Now, what wrestler do you think could get away with marketing a quiche oven? You know how, like, George Foreman has his grill? Like, we gotta, you know, wrestlers need to branch out. There's so many wrestlers that cook food. There's a lot in this cookbook. Like, they need some kitchen gadgets. Before I get into that, do you know what the Thunder Blender was? The Thunder Blender. Blender. Does it have to do with wrestling? So they were throwing a bunch of promotions at (laughs) the biggest wrestler, Hulk Hogan. One of the ones... He turned down was the George Foreman grill. No. He instead went with this thing called the Thunder Blender, which is essentially what we know now as like a magic bullet, but yeah. it wasn't as popular got to take it out. It just wasn't the right time for the Thunder Blender. And Hulk Hogan missed out on all those George Foreman millions. Oh, Hulkster. Well... You know, this is the second time in as many weeks that we found that blenders and juicing have been wrestlers' demises. Because we talked about the Dudley Boys, and they had their little, like, uh, their bodybuilder juice stand store. And that was, that didn't, I don't think that even made it a year. That's no good. You guys, meet. Yeah. You're in America. Yeah, you gotta stick to the lane you're in, you know? You should, Dudley Boys just should have just opened, like, a soul food place or something. Probably would have yeah. been fine. Oh, that would have been good. I went to Hulk Hogan's now defunct, I forget what even the, re- it was called the, I think it was called the Beach House. It was Hulk Hogan's restaurant. And I totally what? forget what it was. When I was in Florida a few years ago, my brother and I went to the Hulk Hogan restaurant and we ate there. 
and it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. What do you get? Oh, wait, are all I'm picturing everything is red and yellow, and all of the food options are like named after him. They're like references to him as his wrestling persona. They weren't. They were just like delicious fish and other kind of meats and stuff. It was kind of like a mid to high class Florida restaurant. So it's got a lot of seafood and a lot of just like fancy things on it. It was next to a hotel. Okay. So it was kind of like a built in hotel restaurant kind of dealy. One of those, one of those things. When you walk in on repeat is the Hogan Andre (laughs) match playing. What? And there's like tons of like memorabilia, (laughs) his boots, his belt. A bunch of Hulk Hogan stuff in cases as you, like, walk into the restaurant. You sit down. In the corner of the restaurant was Jimmy Hart. He was, like, signing, taking photos with people and signing autographs and stuff. Wait, he just, he like, hangs really out there? at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you got pictures and stuff, right? I ended up not bothering <gasps> Jimmy Hart, but I but I should have. I should have went over and pestered uh, him. But... Oh, wait. This wasn't, like, a, sta- a table he was sitting at. He was, like, enjoying no. a meal? No, no, no. He was there to be a public figure. And oh, like be okay. at the restaurant. Like, you know, it's probably where he spends his time and gets free meals or whatever. Oh, that's so cool. Now, do they at least have a specialty drink that's like called the Hulkster or something? They should. It'd be definitely like a yellow and red, some sort of like fruity drink, right? Yeah. You would have like probably grenadine because it's super red. Pineapple and definitely yeah, pineapple. Probably some coconut, because I feel like he uses a lot of suntan lotion. I feel like his drink would taste like suntan lotion just a little bit. Getting back to your question. Right. I'm, st- I'm stalling, because I'm not... Okay, you you, you go ahead, because I, I don't have an answer, answer yet. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the liquor that would be in a Hulk Hogan mixed drink. I feel like it would be two kinds of liquor mixed. Probably rum, because Florida. Or would it, though? I mean, it wouldn't be champagne or wine. It wouldn't be a spritzer. He's more American. It'd be like a light beer mixed with probably rum. This drink sounds gross. It's probably like a black and tan. Just, you know, just something like maybe like an Irish red with um, like a summer shandy or something like that. It's like a weird black and tan kind of thing. But it actually where, sounds pretty good. Then where does the red and yellow come in, though? The Irish red and then summer shandy, I think, is oh, ends it's up lemonade. Out like yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Okay, well then they have to have a liquor version though, because you got to have something for the ladies. It's just like a fruity mixed drink with like lemonade and sort of like raspberry or something. That sounds all right. Strawberry. He's a strawberry man. Raspberry is a little bit too highbrow for the Hulkster. <laughs> I. Okay, I am picking a wrestler to be a spokesperson for a toaster oven specifically made for quiches. <laughs> yeah. Why don't? Oh, I, I'm saying it out loud immediately sprung to mind okay i call it the rakishi oh i get so rakishi good. <laughs> that's so Done. good that is exactly signed what I sealed and delivered oh rakishi if you are listening get in touch well we just kind of gave you the idea but still it was our idea if we've got proof get in touch at least uh pop on an episode with us I feel like he would be a good uh, pot roast, kind of. Like, he could have, like, a good roasting pan as well. He's got but that re- rump roast recipe in here. I mean, he's probably got a pan to fit it. That's why I'm thinking about that. Thinking about his butt. <laughs> I bought a uh, a roasting pan just for that recipe coming up. It also came with, like, a nice uh, broiling pan for making more fish, but I'm ready to go for that rack of lamb. I'll probably do that next year sometime. It's so expensive and sad. <laughs> the rack of lamb is the big show. Rikishi's is just a rump roast, isn't it? 
Oh, rump roast? Okay. Yeah, because it's about yeah, his right. butt. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, all yeah, about yeah. the butt. <laughs> Jacqueline, if you wanted to get a spokesperson yeah. for, let me think about what you're selling. Absolutely. You're selling, um, it's like an all-in-one Mexican kind of like quesadilla maker kind of dealy. But you can also like make tortilla chips mm. and homemade tortillas in it really quick. It's almost as if you like dump the ingredients together and like you just put it on this thing and like instantly comes out. It's some sort of magic taco shell maker. Sure. Okay. I've got a few qualifying questions. One, is this based on the success of the wrestler or which wrestler I would like to hang out with the most? The one that you think you can make the most money by getting to pitch this thing for you. Ah, okay. It's all about profit. All about profit. So it's all about the money and... This wrestler has to be living, yes? This is a thing I like mean, I'm doing in the future? Yeah, yeah. I'll put that qualifying there. It must be alive. Okay. Can't go right Freddy Guerrero. Can't do it. That's what I was thinking right away. <laughs> Mamacita. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Latino Heat's also a great name for the, for the device. See, right. I know. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, um, probably, uh, oh, what's his, the luchador, what is his name? Why can't I think of his name? He does a lot Rey of Mysterio? high and stuff. There we go, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a mystery of how does this machine work? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> how do I just get tortilla just put... chips? <laughs> yeah, you just put flour and salt and water in this little funnel and then out comes a tortilla i would buy this so fast because you could do like sweet (laughs) potato tortilla chips you could do a like blue corn you could do maybe even not corn you can mix the grains you could slap some quinoa in there some lime juice lime and cilantro tortilla chips let's patent this i see it as having like like a helicopter like spinning maybe even just like an arm that mixes the water, the salt, and the flour, and then maybe okay. it like comes out through a, f- a funnel into the middle of the machine, and that's what like pours, like that's what makes the tortilla. But it's just like all self-contained, and all of it breaks apart for easy cleaning. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Any engineer listeners out there, get in touch with us. <laughs> you have two buyers right now, at least. <laughs> oh. All right. I gotta throw a curveball your way. All right, we're going for again. We're going for another I want, one. I'd want to give you a wrestler because I want you okay. or a wrestling personality, and I want you to tell me what sort of a cooking device you would market for them. So Vince McMahon is falling out of favor, and he wants to get back into the hearts of the of the watchers, the listeners, the fans of the WWE. How do you? What kind of like a cooking device do you think he can market? Because he's got a good like marketing schmooze going. I was almost going to suggest Vince McMahon for you, ah. for your thing, because I feel like he could l- literally sell anything. Yes. Because he's just got the brain for it. But the catch is he's got to be popular. Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's got to yes. be in the good graces. For some reason, it's directed towards kids. Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> or like kids' food. Okay. Um, I mean, he's a grandpa. He's got maybe, grandkids. Yeah. Maybe it's even like a Play-Doh. Like the, can I make like a WWE Play-Doh <gasps> food set? Why isn't there one? Can, I, can that... Can that be a thing? Can I choose that? Is you can't eat it, but it's like still food. Can't it? Does be that a count? Thing? <laughs> Red and black 
Play-Doh for sure. It comes with little cookie cutters of like wrestlers and like even little things you can like make. You can make your own wrestler. You can make, there's like a press for like their little, their little like Speedo outfits. You can have little like flames and stuff on the sides of their pants. They can have different hair. I love it. And then you can fight the wrestlers. Like you can have like a mold for their body and you can decorate their body and then you can fight them and smoosh them together. And it comes with a ring. It's a create a wrestler Play-Doh set. The, pla- yes, the Play-Doh set, the ring is what makes the Play-Doh set. Like, you use the ring to make yes. the stuff, and then you fight on the ring that makes the shapes. Oh, my God. We're on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I want this. I want all these gadgets. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Across, it's a geared towards kids, but adults want it. That's like the key to it. Yes, I would play with this and ruin all the play doh. We would all get mashed into that weird kind of slimy, mm-hmm. streaky gray. <laughs> Have they figured out play doh yet? I bet it still like always just gets like really hard, right? That's still yeah. like I would always just ruin my play doh by accidentally not leaving the thing closed or whatever. Or even if I did leave it closed, I feel like it still went bad. I would always ruin it because I would make things that were different colors, and then like the colors touch, and then they get like stained, you know. Like, you can't have the yellow touch the yep. black, and then the yellow turns, like, nope. a gross gray, and then you need new Play-Doh. It's all a racket. And you'd have to clean out your devices, or if you're using Play-Doh sets or whatever, just be, like, a total mess. <laughs> just a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Not as big of a bummer as... Always a great idea. ...as the Silly Putty, though. The Silly Putty was grosser, because, like, stuff would... And Gak. Gak was the worst. Like, any sort of, like, hair, like, crumbs, and you're a kid, so everything is hair and crumbs. And it would just stick to it and get, like, like... St- I don't know. It was just upsetting, the texture. It was a gross thing, but you could, like, make fart noises with it. So it was fun to take to school. Oh, yeah. And just, like, have it in your desk. And it always make your hands smell terrible. <laughs> it was, like, the I don't even know how this stuff, like, got out into the market. But it made money. So yeah. I think I think that might be I it. I don't know if I have it. another one to throw back at you. Yeah. But I feel like we were going for one for one now. But I feel like that last one was a little bonus. It was. I think... Yeah. Okay. I can't think anymore. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're going to let Jacqueline rest get to bed have a good night's sleep i hope you're not working tomorrow i hope you have a day off I do. i'm going to the women's march that's great but i do have a day off oh is that in traverse city it is or where you are? but it's not till 1 p.m and i feel like i'll figure that out by then <laughs> i'll have some sleep it doesn't matter this is uninteresting play-doh is interesting thanks to all listeners out there rate us five stars on itunes give us reviews get it yourself read on the air we're probably going to have some sort of stuff on like facebook with our mad libs that we did last week yes so look out for that if you want a, a mad lib for yourself i think that'll be a fun time it's always a fun and, time with um, mad libs yeah email us questions comments uh, top rope chef at gmail.com thanks listeners bye